Welcome to the Church Media Lab Podcast. A bonus behind the scenes look at church media and technology. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Church Media Lab. We are uh, finally getting back on track here. It's been a busy summer already. Most of you guys that are involved in church media understand all the stuff that goes on in summer. Uh, We spent an entire month doing church camp, uh, youth camp, camp meeting, kids camp, all kinds of camps. And uh, but we're finally back on track. Glad to be back here. Got Bradley with us. Uh, What you been up to this summer, Brad? Man, you said it. Busy, busy summer. I, I think we mentioned it before. You know, we talk about Christmas is busy, Easter is busy, and then you get to the summer, you're like, okay, got a second, but then it's like, boom, nope, camp. So it's uh, it's kind of nice to not be living out of a suitcase right now for uh, for the next few weeks. So that's nice. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> different hotel hotels, dorm rooms, and right. suitcases. That's all June is. Right, right, and and heavy duty washing machines and dryers at home that turns everything over for the next week and right. packs right back up. So, yeah. but uh, and, uh, it's fun. That's what we're yeah, and that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Is uh, we actually had a lot of um, good tech stuff, a lot of tech stories, media stories, um, information from camp because. We had a lot of different stuff happen, and uh, I think it's some good information. And for those of you in our home state of Alabama that attended some of these camps, I know you guys were asking about how we did various things and um, going to kind of explain that. So normally, our youth camp is our biggest event of the year, and for the past, I don't know, I think five, maybe six years, we've been hosting it at a university, Troy University here in Troy, Alabama, and they let us use their theater for a sanctuary. Now, this theater is like your typical old school play, um, you know, not really like a concert theater or anything like that. So it's usually a huge stage with like sound that is geared towards voices, like putting on plays theater. and stuff. And so, yeah, theater. Yeah. So if you're trying to picture it in your mind, think of like every town has that old school theater where they have stuff and you take school field trips to go watch a play. Like that's what we have church in. So a lot of times we have to haul in equipment. We have to supplement the sound, um, supplement the media. Uh, They don't use it very much. So normally every year we're trying to fix things just so that we can have sound. So um, Brad, tell us what is it like normally, like in the past years, what have we brought in? How have we set up sound there? So normally, like you said, it is a performing arts theater. So they have, um, you know, a, a large analog console that they have up in a balcony. Um, you know, they have, they use this theater on campus for uh, events for people that rent out the facility for events like we do. So it has a projector. It has, you know, it has all the stuff that it needs to have. Um, so we just supplement with kind of turning it into a, a sanctuary, like you said, pretty much. So, uh, of course, you know, all of our instruments are having to be brought in. Um, we normally have to bring in floor monitors. Um, they have a front of house, um, uh, PA for, uh, it was at the time is actually, um, for all the gearheads, it was actually, um, four cabinets of uh, GBL VRX uh, cabinets, line array. So that's all they had. So we just patched into that, 
that gave us the house. And uh, I said from there we kind of we did our own thing for um, you know uh, um, in ears for musicians, uh, floor wedges for vocalists, that kind of thing. We had to bring in you know mics, everything like that. So we pretty much started like a mobile church. I'd probably be the best way to put it. You know, we have a stage. Um, so power, we have all that stuff. We just come in and pretty much build a sanctuary, um, a platform like we would have. Yeah, that's any church um, service. Yeah, so, so that's uh, a good. Yeah, so that's a uh, that's a good description of what it was like. Is basically, basically, we had to to piece together a sound system and and media. And like I said, they had a projector, but it was old, not very good. Yeah. Um, most of the time we're trying to find seemed like every time there was a different video cable. Yeah. It's yeah. like we, we would we would come prepared with the right adapters and like they had changed it on us throughout the year. And um I think one year the projector was like it was hung crooked or something and nobody had fixed it. And yep. so it was just a mess. And so then this year though, we come in and tell them what we came into this year. So uh as of if if you've been a part of any kind of event um of course that's not a something that you own you have to do site visits and the last site visit that our um our youth president went on uh you know we've been in that room a bunch probably would say last four or five years so we knew what the room is like so they didn't tour it but they said oh by the way uh church of the highlands now has a campus here in troy and they actually use that building um for their church services so as soon as I heard that, I know how Church of the Highland operates, and I know what they do to their buildings that they use temporarily. And so that building got a major makeover for all things production. So uh, it was super nice and super helpful from a production standpoint because we came from the previous year. Of course, 2020, we didn't have youth camp. 2019, uh multiple things were wrong with the building they actually the ac broke the week we got there um so it was hot in the middle of july or june i'm sorry so go figure <laughs> in alabama yeah, yeah in alabama <laughs> so go figure um and um a lot of the lighting in there is this is a like i said this is a theater they do not use currently for their production for their theater department so it's kind of a last thought thing that oh hey something broken it it gets pieced together and so all of the lighting was halogen lighting, so it was, it, it was naturally hot. Um, all the lighting was source four lighting. It's just hot lighting plus AC being out. So that kind of stuff. Like I said, the PA was getting some age on it. So um, uh, luckily for us, Church of the Highlands, was uh, we were able to partner with them very well. Uh, they were super helpful for us. And um, they did a lot of renovations as far as uh, trusts and rigging um they rigged two new uh line arrays dba audio um i mean phenomenal phenomenal sounding pa um and that correlated with subs um uh, uh two dual four uh i'm sorry two dual 18s um that had a really really nice low end and of course they actually added three uh different trussings um uh, with different lightings just about everything on those trusses were moving heads too so um, it was really, 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 really nice. And, uh, they did some stage design too. It, just, it was, like I said, it was a different room walking into that room from 19 to, to do this year, 21 was a total, total, total difference as far as, um, just the look of the room and the sound of the room too. So, 
Yeah, and and the cool thing was is because the way they had redone all of the media and the lighting and the sound is it was basically plug and play for us. Right. You know, we just come in, plug the instruments in, just come in, plug in a few little supplemental things that we had. Right. uh, Plug our computer right in for media. And so it was just like so much easier. Those of you that have been on the production part of a mobile church or setting up for events, you understand what it's like when you could come in and just like plug everything in and it all works. Uh, So it was definitely a welcome change for us. And, uh, of course, we were we were like we were ecstatic because we got to play with all the, the moving <laughs> lights and stuff. Right. Um. And, and I know Brad had mentioned some of the brands and stuff. I mean, it was all literally top of the line equipment. Right. Um, Let me correct myself too. I said I just uh, it hit me just a second. I said DBA audio. It's DAS audio. I don't. I'm sorry. So. That's yeah. all. <laughs> That's all me. I, I don't know anything about. I don't know. I don't know what's better, DBA, DAS, whatever. I'm not an audio guy, but all I know is it sounded phenomenal oh, in man. there. It was like, I have to say, out of all the event places I have been, that was probably the cleanest sounding right. PA I have at. Like, you could literally hear every single word, every single note, every single musical instrument. Like, it was just a phenomenal sound. Yeah. Um. The lighting, the lighting, I, that's what I had fun with. I mean, they had a full, like, touchscreen lighting console. I think it was Mall Audio is what it was. Yeah, it was a um, Grand Audio. MA Audio. Yeah. yeah. Grand, yeah, um, Grand MA, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that it's, it's Grand Mall <laughs> Audio, but I thought that was funny. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, it's like a $12,000 lighting console, you know. I mean, it was, it was all top-of-the-line stuff, but... Um, it does go to show you that like you really do get what you pay for. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I mean, what do you think, like if I was going to go take that, put that stuff in my church or, or a church building, like, what do you even think that ruins? Man. I mean, like I said, they had, they had three levels of trust. They had a, um, and it's kind of hard to explain this, but they actually, um, if you're looking at a, a theatrical stage, um, you have, um, baffles that that come that move different you know um uh drapes and so what they did is they took a really really deep stage which we used to take advantage of because we just we used to spread everything out and it was almost we had too much stage for a couple years you know um so they kind of modernized it cut the stage in half and they had this really cool the best way to put it was like a honeycomb um with some 3d tiles um that made just it was super clean and um, they had a they had a truss uh, that was downlighting for a wash for that, and then uh, upstage you know downstage they had some um, you know another truss with some wash. Like I said, most everything had movers uh, were movers. So I mean, I mean it would be so hard to say, but I mean just entry level lighting. You know, you're probably looking at a couple hundred thousand uh, just yeah. in lighting. So you know it. And it's it's crazy because just seeing what that theater used to look like uh, to now is a huge huge difference. Yeah, and uh, what I'll try to do is once we get this episode out, um, I'll try to put some pictures up on our social media and on our website so you guys can. I'll, I'll try to find a good before and after picture. Yes, yeah, <laughs> just to show you guys what what we were talking about there. So yeah, so that kind of wraps up youth camp like i said it was just a welcome change it was probably the lowest stress as far as from a technical standpoint big time like youth camp we've ever had because 
we'd literally just walked in and everything worked. Right. Like yeah. it was no wondering what we're doing. It was no like, I wonder if Best Buy is still open. You know, can we <laughs> can we order something from there? Am- yeah. Well, the nearest <laughs> one's like forty five. Is, minutes away is walmart still open you know <laughs> yeah you know does anybody you know can somebody run who has the closest church can we run back to a church right. and get something that works right yeah um so definitely a welcome change so then that moved us into camp meeting or family camp i don't know different different people call it different thing but it's basically just um three nights and you know days of services that we have for for all the families in the state to sort of get together and this year because of um covid uh, kind of messed everything up because uh, we're still dealing with um, renting facilities. F- facility rental is so hard right now because everybody's backlogged from 2020 and it just didn't work out. So we actually went to a church, um, which, you know, beautiful church. They just remodeled uh, the sanctuary in Bessemer. Uh, beautiful church did an excellent job on the remodel, but, um, we were, they were wanting to do a lot for camp. We were wanting to live stream. We were wanting to do a quality production. Um, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, like what, and and this would have been what we would have ran to, even if we hosted it at my church is all of our tech stuff works great for our Sunday services. Right. Um, all of our media is fine. All of our live streaming is fine, but to host a three day event, it's like a whole different story. There was all kinds. They were like, well, we want to do this, this, and this. And so there was a lot of equipment we had to supplement. So we had it easy at youth camp. But uh, tell us a little bit about kind of what the setup was from the uh, media side, tech side at uh, camp meeting this year. Yeah. So the one good thing about having it at a church, which is something that we've never really done before because uh, we normally, I mean, even even during renting, we're either in um, – a facility, an arena, you know, a conference center, something that where we're having to essentially build a sanctuary, staging, lighting. I mean, the whole works. Uh, being in a church, you know, we didn't have to bring in drum set. We didn't have to bring in an organ. You know, that from from an audio side, it was super easy. In fact, all we did for audio was uh, Brother Rogers. He actually, we brought in two mics to help supplement and give us a few extra mics, and that was it. Um, and so from that end, we literally uh, made a new show file on their console. Boom, done. Uh, you know, we we made some EQ changes just by the you know by the vocalist and everything, and um, and it was super easy. And but from uh, from a streaming side, from um, you know live streaming and stuff like that, this church had a capacity of four hundred, I think. Um, yeah, it was probably right around 400 normally. Seating, yeah, seating in the main sanctuary. And the goal was, again, this was not um, our number one idea. You know, we would we would much rather be in a bigger facility. But like, like, yeah. like you said, you know, uh, trying to secure location last minute and 20, we all know 2020 and 2021, it's, it's been difficult, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. we, from the get go, we know we needed an overflow area. Um, which the sanctuary has a great little life center that's kind of built onto the church. So um, that was number. That was the goal number one when we first sat down. Was like, hey, we need live streaming, and we also need something to go into an overflow room. So those were the two big topics that we were the tasks that we were handed uh, from a production video side. So um, shout out to Lens Rentals, um, LensRentals.com. <laughs> Yes. It is. It is not sponsored. They are not paying me to do this. 
Um, they are super easy. If you ever need anything, reach out to them. Their rates are great. Um, we actually rented, again, like you said, we were kind of in a, in a tight spot because we wanted the maximum number of people in the room that we could have um, yeah. without killing the egress of the room. Um, and if, if you don't know what that means, pretty much if a fire marshal came in, he wouldn't shut us down. Um, meaning that all the exit rows are, you know, people could get out in case of emergency. So it kind of limited us from putting big camera risers up and, you know, having four or five manned cameras. So we went the route of PTZ just for the sake of that. Um, so we actually rented from, uh, Lens Reynolds, um, the bird dog system, um, uh, I may, uh, let's see if I can look it up real quick. The bird dog, I want to say the PT 200 maybe. Um, but yeah, that sounds right. I think that, I think that's what it was, but it was, um, super, uh, they were a little, um, hard to, uh, yeah, the bird dog P 200, um, setting those up are, um, are, I'm not going to say it's, it's a, a big issue. It's just a lot of, just like any PTZ camera that you're controlling, um, via IP, you're having to work with IP numbers and IP addresses and trying to kind of work through that. So it's, it's a process. It's not just, you know, like a, a manned camera, you put it on a tripod, run the SDI to it, run power and you're done. Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's some networking that involves, so it takes a little bit, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's nothing that you can't, uh, can't accomplish. So we rented a few of those. Uh, we actually had three of those. We had a main front of house shot, a side shot and then we actually put one on the platform that was able to give us a um, musician slash uh, stage uh, look so it was it was pretty cool um they it worked out great for us we used a um the black magic atem um 4k what was it atem professional 4k it's the it's a full size yeah the, the big full, one, yeah. yeah full full size switcher all sdi inputs and outputs and reason we went with that was I, I wanted to have a few extra outputs um number one we needed you know like i said the overflow so i wanted an easy way of getting out and being able to do stuff like that so so it, it, it overall it i mean it went phenomenal um we used uh presenter seven for our all of our media and everything so um actually uh ran that on a pc so the church had a a, a higher end uh, gaming style pc that they used for their presentation software so we were able to do that and it, it worked out really good yeah so um again it wasn't too much trouble but uh it's just it's just one of those things where uh we were coming into a facility that we wanted to do things that they just didn't have in place yet right and uh, when you're talking about producing like a we, we wanted a professional quality stream because we knew a lot of people wouldn't be able to attend. We knew um, we were going to have, like you said, put video over to the lot, to the overflow area. Uh, I mean, we could have gone the easy route and just set up a camera, put it on a tripod in the back and do it. But we really wanted to make the overflow area because we knew it would be filled. And it was, I actually sat over there Friday night. Uh, we wanted it to, for those guys to feel like they were in church as well. Right. So, by having the different camera angles, by having good audio, by doing all of that, um, it really made sitting in the overflow, you know, it wasn't like you were completely separated from church as well. So right. yeah. um, it was a lot of, it was, it was, you know, I know a lot of headaches, a lot of like, what do we order? What do we do? Right. 
um, type thing, but we got it done and it was, I have to say those cameras, um, I was very impressed with the picture quality Absolutely. of those cameras. They did great. Yeah. Um, the church, the, that church does not have what I would call a lot of decorative lighting. Right. Um, they have all modern lighting. It's all LED and stuff, but they don't they don't have like the uh, the up lights on the back walls, right. or they don't have like crowd lights. You know, there's not a lot of um, you know what I would call decorative lighting or supplemental lighting. Um, but everything still looked great on those cameras. Yeah, uh, I was very very impressed. I think that that was my first time ever looking at those cameras, ever using those type of cameras. But I was, if anybody was looking for some PTZ cameras, I don't know what those run as far as purchasing them but uh it looked like a pretty good system to me yeah they're they're really good and again i can't say enough good things about lens rentals because um seriously like you go online and you put in what you need and so i knew um and actually the reason we went with three of them because there was a package deal where you get three cameras the controller a uh, a poe switch a network switch for them all the cabling you needed and everything and it came together and the cool thing about them is when they send everything to you, it you have it shipped into you. Um, and when they ship it into you, it comes in a cardboard box. But inside the cardboard box is normally either a Pelican-style case, a hard case. And then once you get done with it, you put it back in the box, put the label that they they send you in that box, ship it out, drop it off FedEx, and you're done. So yeah. um, it's not a, you know it's not a headache of you know hey I had to rent this from a, a, somebody local or I have to put it back in a trunk and you know go drop it back literally you know it's just dropped off and then they receive it and then you know everything's good so I can't yeah. I can't say enough and, good and things about them so exactly and that that leads me into a point that I was actually wanting to discuss you kind of talked about there is that a lot of times when you're doing events doing bigger events uh, it's very easy to think that well our facility we don't have those capabilities. We don't have the budget. Um, when you're doing special events, there is nothing wrong with renting stuff. Right. And Definitely. like you said, I, I've used um, every year I use borrowed lenses to rent photography equipment because, you know, I can't afford, I don't, I don't do photography professionally, so I can't afford or justify spending two or $3,000 on a lens. Right. But I can rent a, a, a 600 last year. I rented a 600 millimeter Sony lens, a G series lens, and I think it cost me a hundred bucks with shipping to rent it for five days. Uh, and like you said, it was, I think I got it from borrow lenses, Yeah. but it was the same thing. It comes right. in a Pelican case with a shipping label, put it in the cardboard box and uh, you don't even have to tape it up or anything. You just drop it off at a UPS store. Right. And they, they have a, a contract with borrow lenses and they just package it back all up for you and send it. So uh, definitely something for you guys to keep in mind. And, and I don't know, do you know of any places that rent audio equipment and stuff like that too, as well? Or, you know, I think both of those companies, uh, both borrow lens and lens rentals, they have some audio stuff. Um, you know, that I don't think they have any consoles or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody could probably ship you a giant right, console or right, anything, right. but you know, if you, if you had a, a special event, you wanted some microphones or some monitor in-air monitor packs or something, right. I'm sure you could, you could have those sent in as well. Right. Mike. Now I do know Mike Reynolds.com, <laughs> everything Reynolds.com. Um, yeah, uh, I may start a business, everything Reynolds.com. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Now, uh, Mike Reynolds does. And actually, um, I've, uh, followed them on Instagram for a while. Um, they are a really cool company. 
that does any, you know anything microphone based. Uh, they do in ears as well, wireless in ears. They also do. Um, you know, if you're wanting to try a new microphone without going out and buying it first, you know, just rent it from them. Try it out. They have a lot of different capsules that you could, you know, do put on your wireless mics or wired mics to um, to see how they sound. But they have everything when it comes to a microphone for uh, anything audio. So if you need a if you need microphones, and like I said, um, I think you know we haven't mentioned it yet, but um, we were actually um, given the privilege to do a couple split sessions at at our camp meeting this year. Um, That's right, yes. We told everybody, you know, I, I, I can't tell you enough than how many times I've reached out to one of my local larger production companies here in Mobile. Um, I've made friends with them. You know, I work for them sometimes, you know, when he, when he needs extra help. I just have a good relationship with them because if it if it does come down to anything, quick example, we had a our, uh, our X32 go out on us one time. Uh, we had a lightning strike here at the church, and, and I needed, you know, I couldn't get it shipped in quick enough. And I, I a quick, uh, quick text and a phone call over to him. And I had a, uh, an M32 in the facility for Wednesday night service, um, you know, just as a buffer, you know, to, that I was able to rent in time for the next service, you know, to get our new one in. So, um, just things like that, you know, and, and we've rented from them for large scale productions, you know. And so, you know, once you establish a good relationship with somebody that, like that local, um, you, you know, you're, you won't always having to be begging them for the best deal because they, they know you'll come back to them. So. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I always recommend to people is, you know, um, these, these rental websites are excellent. Um, but, you know, if you can find you a local production company, um, that's great. Uh, right. We've got several in our area. Um, we don't, you know, one thing we don't really have, we don't near me, we don't really have a, a photography shop or anything right. like that near me. I know some bigger cities, um, you can walk into places and rent cameras and all that kind of stuff. Um, but building relationships with those guys and you would probably be surprised at how many production companies are around you, um, with a little bit of a search because those guys don't really advertise. Uh, I've, I've noticed right. that because yeah. they, they contract out to big events, to music festivals, concerts, and stuff like that. So they're not, you know, they don't have usually a storefront. It's usually in a warehouse somewhere. Um, but you'd be surprised how many of them will rent to, to small facilities, too. Definitely. Um, and, and, and renting, you made a good point, too, about renting before you buy. Um, it's well worth it. I tell people that are getting into photography or something like that, I'm like, look, before you go spend a few thousand dollars, you know, why don't you rent? rent this camera for a week. It's worth a hundred bucks to find out if you really like it or not. Right. You know, or, uh, if you're only going to use this lens, you know, once every year, once every couple of years, just rent it instead of buying it. Right. Um, so yeah, a good way to test out new equipment, rent it, rent it from somewhere, you know, especially before you make a big investment. Right. And that, and two, and that way too, you know, like lens camera lenses are the biggest one because like you may get like the Mark two this year. Well, the right. next time, if you go, you know, say you go rent it again in two years, the Mark II is like two versions behind. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. You know, like, so now you're using old technology if you'd have bought it and no telling what you'd spend on it. So that's a really good point. Right. You know, try to, like I said, if you, if there's a new microphone, especially wireless microphones, like they're expensive. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, they're really expensive. But if there's one, you know, say, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to go buy and invest us in a solid 
wireless unit, you know, go, go, go rent it one time. You know, it may not work in your church. You know, it may not, you know, frequencies may not match up at your facility. You know, you never know. So, uh, save the, the headache of, you know, unboxing something and unboxing it back and returning it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be afraid to rent. I think we may title this episode that, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, for sure. uh, subtitle to, to the camp episode, but yeah, right. don't be afraid to rent. Right. Um, and I'll tell you another thing is if you will sign up for email newsletters from these rental sites, they sell off their equipment yes. quite a bit yeah. because they try to keep up to date. Um, and most of the time I have missed really good deals by just a little bit. Uh, I'm talking about like crazy good deals on selling used cameras, used camera equipment, right. um, and stuff like that. And it goes quick, but if you'll sign up for their email list, usually once a year, these guys do a huge sale and they get rid of all their old equipment. And, um, I mean, most of the time it's, it's excellent stuff. I mean, right. it's probably, got scratches on it it's probably a little beat up cosmetically because they rent it all the time but they are in good shape right. you know as far as how well they work so uh that's another good way to buy equipment don't be afraid to buy stuff that was a rental or stuff that was used as well as long as you're buying from a reputable for sure um, company they usually offer some kind of warranty you know with the the products they sell as well right yeah and you mentioned that some people would be like oh i never want to buy something that's been used like that but you got to think the People that are renting this, they're not going to miss, you know, they're not careless with a lens or they're not careless with a camera body, you know. And so, and, and these companies have a reputation to uphold and they do not, you know, they test it. In fact, I had, um, we were at youth camp and I had, um, my phone was blowing up. We were in the middle of a day service and my phone was blowing up and it was one of the tech guys from Lens Rentals. And he's like, hey, man, um, you know, like I said, we were trying to, make our footprint with these cameras as small as possible. We were going to try to use yeah. monopods for, you know, uh, for a few of them. And he called me and he's like, Hey man, this isn't going to work. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally have it up here at, in my, you know, on my desk right now and it's not going to work and I'll, I'll send you something comparable. So they, you know, they're always watching, you know, they look like he called me with a thousand questions. Okay. Do you need an SD card for this camera? Do you need, you know, do you need another power, you know, a battery for this? Do you need, you know, so, I mean, they, they know, they, they know what they're doing. So, you know, you're not, if you decided to buy something used from it, you're not getting something that is a, you know, a piece of junk or been mishandled or whatnot. So they take really now, good care um, of it. And you'll find most of the guys that work for those companies, they're tech guys too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for they're sure. gearheads too. That's usually why they work there. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But they, and, and uh, I've had a couple of them too, you know, they don't, they don't ever, you know, they'll, they'll call asking you for more stuff, but they're usually not trying to upsell you. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, no. Like he was, he was legitimately concerned that those cameras weigh too much for the monopods. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and looking back, he was probably correct. Yeah. It yeah. probably would not have worked. <laughs> no, you know? it wouldn't have. So. Yeah, so uh, yeah, make make friends with your local production companies and don't be afraid to rent stuff for sure. Um, yeah, uh, anything else? I don't know. Did we really have any? We weren't really at kids camp much. We kind of got out easy on kids camp. We didn't have to deal with with kids camp much. But do you know if there was any any tech stuff or anything related at at kids camp we can talk about? No, they actually kind of used the same setup that we did. Um, actually, was able to sneak in for one day. Uh, one night service and, um, you know, kids camp, I forget how much kids camp, how fun it is. It's just cause 
it's high energy. You <laughs> when know, when you're not involved, it's yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I stopped by and I, uh, I ended up getting um, the lighting uh, to run the lighting console for that service. So they were like, uh, yeah. the the Kip the camp evangelist come over and he's like, hey, I have a uh, my 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 message tonight. I need some help with the lighting, and so I was like, okay, cool. So I got to you know just hang out and and uh, and do play with the lighting console, but um, yeah, they use the same kind of the same kind of setup um thanks to our um our district owned uh iMac so you know they run per presenter yes. per presenter from that things that thing is a monster of a machine but um and like i said the, the cool thing that church of the highlands did when they uh, first built their infrastructure in that theater um was they made it everything into a patch panel so there's no like hey where am i hooking up this where am i hooking up that Everything comes centralized to one patch panel. Um, now they use Dante um, for all of their stuff, but in their patch panel they have a analog left and right. Um, so that's what we plugged in our main um, left and right yeah. to get their PA. So it, it, explain that a little bit for uh, people that may not know exactly what you're talking about. Like if if like put this into like a church setting in a building. Like what is a patch panel? Like where is it located? You know what exactly are are you looking at? Yeah. So literally it's. Um, now I say patch panel. There's a lot of different versions. Um, this one was on a wall. It's a wall-mounted patch panel. Um, a lot of churches have floor boxes that are also patch panels. It's uh, patch panels literally where anything can come in, and you're just tagging into it. Would I'd probably be the best way to put it. Um, you know, just a quick signal flow. You know, if you're coming from, I don't know. Let's just use analog because it's a little bit easier. Uh, you're coming from an analog console um, to a snake, you know, on your stage. And instead of having the snake sit in the back of your platform, you know, you have it connected to these stage boxes. And all you do is, you know, they normally pop up out of the, the floor and you plug it in. And it has a nice little notch out for your cable to lay. So the thing, so that's kind of what those patch panels are. Um, you know, you have patch panels on rack mount units um, where you can just instead of having to put your hands behind a, you know something in a rack you know you just plug it in the front and it's already rerouted um, but this panel was on a wall and this was a multi uh, a different it had a bunch of different inputs um, it had an input for the confidence monitor an SDI for the confidence monitor it had um, like I said the analog XLR left and right it had their all of their Dante hookup for networking so it was really it was really nice that they had everything at one spot and it wasn't all just spread out everywhere. So it was a super clean, yeah. super clean setup. Yeah. And if you're, um, if you're, you know, ever doing a remodel or you're putting in a new PA or just new equipment period, I always suggest that people do that. Figure out a place where you can run pretty much all of your cables through one spot, have them come out in one location behind the stage, under the stage, off to the left or the right. Right. Something because it makes troubleshooting a whole lot easier. For sure. Um, when when something happens right before service, if I can go to one spot and that's where all the cables are, and I can plug in a cable tester or I can swap some equipment out, um, it's a whole lot easier than going. Well, the projector comes in over here, you know, right. across the stage is where the amps are. Back over here is where all the microphones come in. You know, like it just it becomes a mess. And uh, take a little bit of time and, you know, like ours, ours all come in um, because we're on a metal building. We ran ours through the purlings, one yeah. of the big um, 
like the big main purlings that are really, really tall, you know, they have a lip, you know, because it's basically angle iron. They have a lip on them that's like two or three inches wide. Right. So um, because our ceiling's black, we'd literally just use that as like a channel run mm-hmm. for all of our cables, for the snake, for um, the, uh, we have, we run uh, DVI over Ethernet for our projector. Um, we don't use SDI, uh, but all of that runs through that purling and that it zip tied up there, it's secured, um, comes down, comes down behind the stage and it all comes out like right there. So if we have to find something, you know, it's really easy. It comes out right behind. We have a, um, I think our mains are the, the amps for the mains are back there. Right. Um, our subwoofers are powered, but the connections are back there. Like everything comes into that one central location. So if we needed to swap an amp out, if we needed to swap a cable out, like we know exactly where it's at. Um, and our, our snake comes into like a box, you know, it's like a 16 channel metal box and you literally just plug stuff in. And, um, the back of our stage, um, is open underneath. Like you can just look under there. It's completely open. So we kind of run everything down, shove everything under the stage. So it's nice and clean back there. But, um, it's just easy because, you know, we don't have stuff running all over the church. It's all run to one central location. Right. For sure. Makes it easy that way. Just, just from a, uh, ease of use and 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 less stress it, it's just easier like i said you know where everything's at so you don't have to go struggling to find anything so yeah and it really helps with volunteers too because you know you may install a sound system and not reinstall anything for you know five or six years well you may have somebody totally different that's having to go back and trying to find stuff right um, and so it's just easier to do that. So I always, always suggest that to people try to make, spend a little bit of time, try to make your cable runs clean, try to make your, you know, your outputs clean. Um, you know, take a little bit of time and plan beforehand. If you're installing a brand new system, you know, think where can I run these cables and they be out of the way, right? You know, where can I mount an amp rack and it be out of the way, but still easily accessible, you know, things like that. Um, that was actually one thing at the sanctuary, you know, back there behind the stage, yeah. they had that big amp, they had that big amp rack. I don't know what all was in that rack. It was a lot of networking stuff too. Yeah. Um, but like all of their cables, you know, ran, I guess through the ceiling yes. probably. Yeah. I'm not sure where they ran theirs. Yeah. They had yeah. like a drop ceiling. didn't? Yeah. They? Yeah. They had drops in everything ran in there and, um, that had all their amps. It had all of their, um, all of their mics were actually back there too. Um, they had, um, a few, uh, digital snake boxes back there too. So they had everything in one location and, uh, that made it super nice. So, yeah, that made, uh, the few things that we had to patch in was a whole lot easier, uh, like easy. you said, because of that, because it was, it's literally like, um, they have an enclosed drum, drum room, I guess is what you would call it. And like, literally you can walk through the doors right there and then there's a rack and it's got all the inputs, the outputs, um, right there so yeah so pretty easy so um that kind of wraps up the uh camp episode uh don't be afraid to rent episode whatever we decide (laughs) to call this one uh we do apologize for taking so long to get one out but it has been crazy i thought um once june was over i thought july would kind of slow down some how how dare Uh, me to think that we were going to get one recorded (laughs) the week of youth camp I, i know I know. We were like, hey, we should record a youth camp episode at youth camp. That'll, How awesome would that that'll be? That'll be fun. We were just trying to yeah, stay alive. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I get back home, and our church is, we're, we're totally gutting everything um, in the front half of our church, and expanding the lobby, uh, new restrooms, new plumbing. 
Uh, so that's been a mess. It's just, and then it has rained. For those of you that live in Alabama, it has rained every, every day for like the past day. two or three weeks. It's like living in Florida. So been trying to get stuff done and uh, just far behind. So anyway, hopefully we'll be back on a somewhat regular schedule with you guys. Uh, don't forget, follow us on social media. Send us a message, tag us. Um, if you have some stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, like I said, that, the reason we went over camp stuff is we actually had a lot of people want to know, like, can you give me some info on that lighting that Church of the Highlands set up? You know, um, what about those cameras y'all used at camp? And actually the church that we that hosted our camp meeting, didn't they, I think they, they texted you or something, didn't they go back and actually order those cameras we used? Yeah, they just purchased them. They, uh, they you know, for their room, they work phenomenal, so... They actually have those, and we'll be setting those up shortly. So, yeah. So, um, we that's the whole reason we did this episode because just a lot of people wanted to know. But anything you want to hear us guys talk about, uh, we'll be more than happy to do an episode on it. We're always looking for new ideas, and uh, like I said, and I think it was the very first episode. We've probably said it a million times. We just want to help people. Uh, we just want to have a podcast and put out information that helps these smaller churches, people with little budgets. Um, just help you guys out. So, uh, any last words before we sign off here, Brad? I think that's it. We'll uh, again, we'll we'll come back sooner next time. So, <laughs> that's right. All right. See you guys later. Talk to y'all next episode. Bye.